Hey guys, thanks for joining the uh, XJ Talk Talk Show, brought to you by XJTalk.com. It's a, a site about Jeep Cherokees and uh, the, specifically the XJ model from uh, 1984 to 2001, I believe was the year of manufacturers. And um, getting some reports here of uh, a lot of static. You guys in the chat room, what... Uh, is it uh, not sounding right? Anyone? Anyone? Okay, how's that? Is that any better? Balls of distortion. How about that? How's that sound? Is that any better? Hmm, that's interesting. Let me get rid of the rid of the music and let's see if we can fix this. It's funny, it's sounding okay to me. Let's see. Oh, I wonder if that if that cleaned it up any. How's that? Does that sound any better? Yeah, there was uh, had compression on something I was playing with earlier, and I forgot to take it off. So, uh, is the audio loud enough? Or let me bump it up a little bit because it shows it being a little low. All right, hello, 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 hello. Okay, now that's where I had it before. Is the uh, the audio distorted or okay? Okay, uh, how is that? Is that any better? Okay. Hello, test. This is a test. This isn't the actual show. Yeah, hang on. Okay, I'm working with about, um, gosh, I guess a total of about 70 knobs now. So, um, it may take some while take me a while to get this stuff uh, adjusted right. The new mixer came in today, and uh well, basically, I went from this mixer uh, if that's updated yet or not, but it went from I went from using that mixer to this mixer so like a fool, I went ahead and and started using the the new mixer when I probably should have just used the old one. <laughs> yeah, it came with a book. Not a very good one, though. <laughs> it's a lot of buttons. Well, it's a lot of knobs. Yeah, uh, I guess there's about uh, about fifteen uh, fifteen buttons. Uh, like this one. This is the mute button. So while I'm talking, I can press. Okay, the sound sounds like the gain is a little too high. Okay, I dropped it off. How's that? Is it any better? Hello, test. This is a test. 
So the uh, so the audio last week sounded better than this week. Is that what you're telling me? Well, it's a shame. I guess it's the new equipment. I just haven't uh, figured out how to use it properly yet. Let me throw this uh, throw this back up here real quick. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Okay, hopefully the uh, the audio sounded a little better. I'll uh, try to get it all straightened out before the next show. Okay, so it says uh, I'm seeing better. Uh, low down just a little bit more like that. Good. So uh, audio sounds better now. <laughs> Thanks. Let me play that again. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. <laughs> and uh, here's another version of it. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Can you understand that last part on that one? XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Gooder. I like gooder. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, let me, uh, let me, it's Christmas time, so let me throw in this, uh, this Christmas song uh, from uh, Tom Rapp. Uh, it's a, uh, a song that he, um, that he wrote and recorded, and uh, I really enjoy it, and uh, we're going to play it. Well, we were going to play it. I need to figure out what the hell I'm doing. Here we go. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas cheer. Christmas is the time to celebrate. Throw some more of that turkey on my plate. Don't sit home, don't be alone. Call some friends up on the phone and fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer. Just put a gorgeous doll under my tree 
That's a really good song by Tom Rapp. Let's go over to uh, TomRappShow.com and download it for free. Let's see if uh, Scott's on the line or if he uh, freaked out and hung up. Hey, Scott, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, guys. There's uh, Scott. Scott, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay. Uh, Scott, you're on uh, on the show right now. Guys, can you hear him? Sweet. I can only hear you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm reading the chat room. Uh, PEIXJ says, good. Dalton 4x4 says, hey, Scott. Brian XJ says, yes. Hey, Scott. Oh. Well, let me log on so I can read what they're saying, and uh, let's see if I can interact yeah, remember if you do get logged on, don't uh, don't have the volume up because there'll be quite a bit of a delay between what you hear from me and what you hear on the on the show. Okay, but I won't be able to hear anybody else, right? No, they're typing in the chat room. The only people uh, that are actually talking are you and me. Okay, well then I'll just watch. So uh, I was actually going to call um, I was going to call uh, Wayne today. Can tab twenty seven, and uh, there was a Skype outage uh, oh, no. this morning, and uh, he got up early. I think it was around five a.m. his time, and I got up early around ten a.m. my time. <laughs> and uh, no, wow, that's yeah, early, huh? Yeah, and no Skype. Well, it is when you're off. So uh, no oh, Skype, wow. no Wayne. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, try to do that later. But uh, well, it's like Brian. It's it, Brian says that's early. It's it's early when you're off. Uh, you know, I'm off till January the fourth. I got to go back to to work January the fourth. So, it's uh, it's easy to to stay in bed. Five a.m. is early. Oh, I guess that's actually uh, is uh, Wayne's regular time uh, to get up. Um, I think. So. Well, Brian, you don't. You're supposed to go on vacation around Christmas time. Brian says, I just came off a vacation. I don't know that Wayne sleeps, to be honest with you. He seems to be on the site all the time. Yeah, I kind of gathered that as well. (laughs) So anyway, uh, you recently uh, posted up some stuff about uh, going to uh, the Dana 60 on your your XJ experiment. How's that going? Oh, pretty good. I've got, um, as you saw in the pictures, I got uh, a set of H2 wheels. Um, I went yesterday and rounded up some steel to do uh, the reinforcements on my trailer to accept the one-ton axles. So it's a, it's kind of a double project for me, beefing up the trailer and beefing up the Jeep. So when you say um, well, to modify the trailer, you're going to make it wider, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Is there any kind of legal concerns about that, or does it matter? No, it, there's, uh, as long as you stay under eight foot, I mean, you just, I mean, Basically, the only thing you really have to consider is that the axles I'm getting out of uh, a legal pickup truck anyhow. So you just have to stay within a certain width of which um, state laws uh, eight feet to the outside of your body, and your mirrors can stick past that. That's why H1s are so wide, and they're legal. Gotcha. I'm sorry, Brian XJ was asking, what's your username on XJ Talk? That's uh, That's my fault, guys. This is uh, XJ4IV. You don't have a fancy way of saying that, do you, Scott? Nope. IV is my last name. And then uh, XJ is, that's what I drive. <laughs> but of course. Brian <laughs> says, Brian says, oh, okay, were you able to get logged onto the show? Uh, no, but I can read it. I just grabbed your, uh, your link over on the chat. Right. Um, so I can read what everybody's writing. Perfect. So you got the the H two wheels. Uh, there was I saw some sort of comment about the uh, the wheels would not fit on the the specific Dana sixty that you were looking to get. Well, um, I got to check into that. I'm going to make a template. Um, I've got a half day at work tomorrow, and I'm going to make a template of the wheel lug pattern to take with me when I go to the junkyard. And I've heard a lot of people say over on Pirate at um, like seventy nine model F two fifties and F three fifties. The lug pattern fits. So I just have to find an older truck. So it's the lug pattern and not the the size of the the disc or the the drum brake. No, it has nothing to do with that. Um, as far as somebody saying they had to be twenty inch wheels, I've never seen that because everybody that I've 
uh, looked at, the one tons that they're running, they only run 17-inch wheels. You can't do a 15-inch wheel because of how big the hub is. Okay. Did you see uh, Flex J, uh, XJ95's uh, question? Just curious, why H2 wheels? Um, I got a great deal on them. I paid $240 with the tires with rubber on them, legal, legal tread. So how quickly do you think you'll be uh, be going through the Dana 60s? Um, I've got pretty much I know where I'm getting everything except for my drive shaft set up. i got to figure out if I'm going to go right to a slip yoke eliminator. Um, if I do that, it's going to be probably late March that I'm complete. Well, it certainly ought to be interesting. I hope you take a lot of pictures. Oh, I definitely will. You know me. <laughs> uh, my Jeep might actually be over at Matt's shop. I'm not sure. I haven't really verified with him, but I'm sure he'd be like, yes, please bring it. It'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. How's the uh, how's the uh, the long arm system working from uh, uh, Iron Man? Oh, they're great. I love them. Uh, only drawback right now is my strings aren't long enough. <laughs> I need limiting straps or something. But when I go with my one tons, I'm going to do a... Um, uh, there's a uh, air bump stop system that that cut off the bump stop, the factory bump stop, and then you mount this thing to it. And what it does is it it acts like another shock internally, but it doesn't actually sh absorb shock from your ride. It's just when you push up on the axle, it just goes up with you. Right. Didn't we see something like that on that um, JK at the? Um the meeting at I can't remember the name of that group that meets. Yeah, they're they're air adjustable bump stops. They're kind of expensive, but um, I think I I have a feeling that Andy's doing something along those lines. Andy so, is uh, uh, Andy is the 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 man behind Iron Man. Uh, yeah, sorry everybody. Four by four fab. But uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's kind of working on something like that in stealth mode, not really telling anybody because he's got those adjustable regular bump stops, and a lot of people have said they want to do these bump stops, but they want them adjustable lengths. And if I can get one that just collapses under air pressure, and and extends while I'm flexing, still maintains a solid piece all the way down to my spring perch. I got you. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a shock, but uh, what? Yeah. It, uh, it 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 doesn't, but it doesn't really um, slow down uh, the the bouncing. It just well, in your case, it would keep the spring on. Right, my spring would stay lined up where it's supposed to be. Well, it sounds pretty uh, pretty interesting. How's the wife handling all this? She just pretty much says, uh, "You can sell it from your Jeep. Have fun." <laughs> and um, actually, I've got I've got a bunch of Jeep parts that are going to be coming up for sale pretty soon. I've got um, five 15-inch wheels, the the black wheels that I've got, you guys have seen. Um, I've got two Super Swamper TSLs, and I, I have a feeling that Rini might be interested in those um, just because he just got a set. I'll tell you what, um, Rini buys tires like they're going out of style. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he must, uh, he's all over the tires. He's going to start his own tire fire in his backyard. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I tried to get him on the phone tonight, uh, but uh, he apparently had something else that he was going to be doing and, and leaving shortly. Actually, he may have already left. Yeah, I'm not really seeing him on the line. Um, I'm kind of reading, too, and I'm trying to keep up with everybody on there. Are yeah. you reading, Tony? Yeah, I do, but uh, I don't do it as well um, as uh, one of the uh, one of the Ustream shows that I watch. Um there's a uh, a young lady that um, does a lot of interaction, and I'm really surprised. She carries on interviews and reads uh, the chat room, and if she sees something that she doesn't like, she's on it like a duck on a June bug. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Multitaskers, I hate them. Drives me nuts. So what, else you, so what else you got going on? Um, for right now, it's just um, I'm focusing on the steering, the Dana 60 upgrade, uh, keeping my mind open as far as gearing, I'd like to go with at least 488. It's not really going to be a daily driver after I do the axle swap. Well, what size so tires? I can, what size tires that, are those? 
Um, the ones that are on there right now are just equivalent to 33s. No, I, mean, I just wanted tires to get me down the road for a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean the ones you, you just bought. Which Oh, I haven't bought them yet. Um, once I get the axles going, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the ore in. I'm going to get 37 or 38-inch Max's Creepy Crawlers. I haven't really decided what size yet, but I want to get them in a 1350 wide. You get something that tall, they, you need it wide so it doesn't look so skinny. Right. Well, it probably won't hurt you on the rocks either. Nope. More traction. 35s oh, on the stock drive train kind of sucks. Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've got my uh, picture in the picture on the video stream. That's what he's referring oh, to. Cute. <laughs> Here, just reading up. Uh, oh, I see Dalton. Hey, Dalton. I haven't met Flex J. How you doing? Yeah, he's on the uh, he's on XJ Talk. Um, he's a member there. I was talking to him both on uh, here and... I think uh, he's been on there for a while. I just haven't really seen him. Right. Well, hopefully the uh, this uh, XJ Talk talk show will generate a little more interest in the site, get people on there and and uh, be more active, which was the, the whole intent. Have a little fun cool. in, in the process. So what's, what's up for Christmas? Are you doing anything... Uh, uh, GP or even non-GP, but but is fun. Uh, let's see here. Getting a, a new tow rig. Uh, the engine blew on my Durango, and I'm like really tired of it. I just put a transmission in it about eight months ago, six months ago, and about two months after that happened, the engine blew, and I'm like, forget it. I'm not wasting any more money on this. I'm just getting out from under it. If somebody wants it, they can have it for twenty eight hundred dollars. Um. I'm buying an expedition from my dad, which I got to go out to California and pick it up, though. And uh, that's pretty much it as far as automotive and Christmas goes. I asked for a few things for that. I want to get some HID lights for it, projector system. So are you going to be trying to pick up the uh, the expedition uh, during Christmas? or? Um, what I'm trying to do, if my parents will let me, is I'm going to fly down there um, on New Year's, probably, probably the 3rd, and then drive back the weekend. Yeah, that ought to be a, well, it ought to be a pretty drive, uh, although very long. You need to get you yeah, a C, you need to get you a CB or something, so you'll have something to do. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to try and bring my dog with me. She's a, she's my companion, so. You know, Southwest Airlines deals with that. They may not let her go. She's kind of big. She's a black lab. She uh, she should make your um, make you stop quite often for bathroom breaks. Oh no, she's great. She is fantastic. Um, we went to Waco last weekend for about ten hours actually, and she did just fine. Took her out, and she didn't go pee right away. And she went and played around for a minute, and I was like, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Seems like a dog is always always ready to go pee. Uh, yeah. PEIXJ says, I got a question uh, for Yez. I'm thinking of making my own cross member uh, for the transfer case that's not, that is not as low than the stock ones. Uh, what would be good to use? Um, if you've got the fabrication skills, uh, Iron Man Andy might have a template. I'm not sure. I, I know he'd sell the cross member. Um, I know the cross member I got for him from him for my long arms. It's a lower profile than the factory one. Um, it sits a little higher up in there, and it's a lot stronger than the factory one. But um, if not, I would just use a um, 2x4 square tube and just drill out holes for your, your T-case mount. Now, I think Andy was telling me, uh, again, Ironman uh, 4x4fab.com, uh, uh, Andy was telling me that the um, cross member that he was making to go along with his uh, long arms, which is what you have, I guess what you have is technically the prototype, uh, 
um, it was it has it incorporates a transfer case drop in it. Is that correct? Um, I did notice it did drop down a little bit. The um, where the transfer case actually mounts to the cross member is flush with the bottom of the frame. So it, uh, it it did lower it about maybe half an inch, three quarters of an inch, but not a whole lot. Well, the the transfer case drop that I got with my um, my lift kit was one inch. I mean, all it is is you know one inch rubber spacers, so it drops right. the um, the tr- the um, cross member down an inch. So if if that transfer case, I mean, if the transfer case is dropped three quarters of an inch, then it's almost identical to the, the what I've got, but it has a <clears throat> affords a little more per- protection than what what mine did. I don't I don't care for that drop because you know it's it's a cross member drop down an inch yeah. so it can catch on more things. Yeah, to me, uh, it's sad to say, but to me, lowering a transfer case uh, it puts a little bit stronger bind on your motor mounts, and right. it also kind of defeats the purpose of having a lift. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons why I need to get a. Uh, a slip yoke, slip yoke eliminator kit, so I can uh, do away with that. That's actually what I'm focusing on when I do the the one ton upgrades, um, guys. If you if you guys are worried about um, driveline uh, vibrations, um, cheapest way to get around it without having to drop your transfer case, go to four wheel parts. Um, if you actually if you really wheel your Jeep like rocks and such, um, get steel four degree shims. Uh, you can basically, the rule of thumb is on shims, anything over four inches, what you want to get is the degree of shim for however many inches of lift you have. Um, I got a four-degree shim for my four-and-a-half-inch lift. Now, I'm a little higher now, but since I'm doing this one-ton upgrade, I can actually alter everything to make the driveline angles pretty good. But um, you can go to four-wheel parts or, or pretty much any four-wheel drive uh supplier and buy probably over the counter you can get shims and um, they're pretty easy to install but um, that's the best thing to do Um, I've done it I drive my Jeep every day to work and I drive all over the Houston area Um, today my Jeep hit 87 miles an hour and that's when it started vibrating and 87 (laughs) is not a normal speed for a six and a half inch uh, XJ so. You must have been on the Beltway. Yes, I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think 87 is the uh, unofficial speed limit, and you know, people start throwing things at you or uh, firing warning shots if you go slower than that. Yeah, yeah. I but, was just trying to keep up with everybody on the Beltway. <laughs> man, I wish my, I was. Uh, I recently went to um, um, General Sam's, and um, I went up there with uh, XJ Rat. And we went in his '98 Jeep Cherokee, which I have a picture of it on on the uh, uh, the show right now. I uh, went up there on uh, with in, uh, went up there with him, and I was constantly looking over. He's driving down the road 60, 65 miles an hour, and he's on a four and a half or three and a half inch lift, and he had 32 inch tires. And I keep looking over at his um, at his um, temperature indicator, and you know. The damn thing would never get above 210. I just really envied that. I, I I would like to be able to go places on the highway with mine, but it runs hot. And I've got to figure that out. Well, I'll tell you this much. The other day when I picked up the H2 tires, I didn't really think it through very well. And um, I had to reinforce my rear bumper and receiver because it's only tied into the factory mounts. So I um, I have a receiver on the front, and I put my hitch basket on the front, and I put two of the tires up there. I was down near Hobby Airport, which is about 40 miles from where I live, and I started heading back and um, didn't really think about it. Hit the freeway, and boom, it started overheating. I was like, oh, duh. I've got two 33-inch tires sit right in front of my radiator. And um, took them off. Uh, I put one more in the back seat and put one more on top and strapped it down. Headed back home and uh, stayed on the highway for, you know, another 27, almost 30 miles. And uh, I never hit 210. Yeah, so, I, wish, um, I wish my answer was that simple. I don't have any tires on the front of my radiator. I know, but you got those lights. But um, 
I'm telling you, the um, I did notice a huge difference when I took out that mechanical fan, and literally all I did from when I had your problem to when it was resolved, I took out that mechanical fan, and I popped in another electric fan that I got out of a Taurus. Now, I screwed up and got the wrong one. I got a later model Taurus. So um, it doesn't have near the CFM that everybody talks about with, oh, get the Taurus one from this year. Um, the part numbers... The, the, the middle part number is the same. It's the prefix and the um, suffix of the part number that are different. Uh, I'm not sure what they are for that specific Taurus that we're so sought after. But um, mine, like all day mine, back and forth on the Beltway, pushing 75, 80 miles an hour, uh, it, would, it would stay just above the first line between 0 and 210. Right. Well, uh, uh, keep in mind, I know that uh, it, it logically and, and XJ Rat and I, Glenn, had, and I had the same the same conversation uh, going up to uh, Huntsville, <clears throat> the General Sam's. The lights, the bumper, um, the winch, all that stuff wasn't there when this problem first started happening. The problem first started happening after I lifted it, lifted the, put the lift kit on and the larger tires. That's when it would run hot on the freeway. And it is well, gotten, I can, it's gotten I can better. Say this might be the factor when your Jeep was sitting lower to the ground. Um, it created more of a vacuum because you had lower ground clearance. Right. So it would be sucking air through the radiator, through the fan, and then back underneath your car. Right. And that, um, and that was now the that thing. you're up higher. There's not quite as much of a vacuum. It's kind of like sucking through a straw, like a little stir straw, and then going to sucking through a. Um, uh, like a McDonald's straw, right? How big the difference is. That was one of the the thoughts as far as uh, when Matt and I were talking on uh, on the chat uh, on XJ Talk uh, about. Uh, I was talking to him about putting a um, uh, an air dam or a baffle or something underneath there so that it would make it more. Um, it would force the air to uh, to you know go through the radiator instead of uh, the, around that that bumper has such a great approach angle on it. It's it made the whole Jeep very narrow on the front. So, I don't know. Um, I've tried everything that I can think of on the cooling system as far as changing out the radiator, the water pump, the high-flow thermostat, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it, it does exceedingly well at low speed, you know, crawling around, uh, climbing stuff, off-road, does great. Uh, on the highway, uh, it doesn't doesn't overheat, but it does run hot. And I just don't want to have that that heat build up because I know it's going to get to me after a while. It's gonna it's gonna mess up uh, the engine. It's gonna mess up the more, more than likely the transmission. So yeah. I just don't want to r- r- run the risk. Well, I see Big Jim three fifties in there now. Where's she at? Where's she? What's up, Jim? Big Jim. Yeah. Trap Dog has joined us. Uh, Trap Dog, you do, you probably don't know. He's a friend of mine that. Um, wrote a great uh, Christmas song, and uh, we played that earlier. Oh. He wrote and uh, played it, recorded it. Cool. Oh, there's Rugged One. Let's see. Hey, Jim. Dalton says, hey, Jim, y'all still heading up this way. Yeah, you know, Jim, I was, I was talking to Wayne the other night on Skype when it was working, and uh, Wayne said, uh, um, Wayne told me that uh, Big Jim and Rainey are planning a trip to New Zealand. Really? Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, I heard them, I heard them thinking they were joking about it, but apparently uh, Wayne's uh, getting a room ready or something for him. Sweet. Yeah, Wayne told me, hey, anytime you're in town, I'm like, yeah, I'll just shoot on over in New Zealand. <laughs> That's whenever you need um, um, some tele uh, teleport uh, capabilities. That would be a long, one thing. long drive. I couldn't, I couldn't wheel my Jeep in New Zealand because the price of parts out there is ridiculous. Oh boy, you're not kidding. Yeah, if I break, if I break a wheel bearing, it's 130 dollars here at the most. It's probably 285 dollars out there because mm. they they don't have anything there. Everything has got to be imported. Man, I just uh, you know we don't realize what we got. Big Jim says, uh, yep, going to head over to uh, New Zealand next November. Is Rini going with you? 
waiting for Jim to type. I get a rental there. <laughs> <laughs> Rent the Rubicon. Tell him you want a Rubicon mail truck, so it'll be a left-hand drive. Yeah, it might be kind of hard to get a rental. What What are you hoping to rent over there, Jim? I know it won't be a Jeep uh, Cherokee. A Taurus. <laughs> no, yeah, not unless he rents it from uh, from Wayne. <laughs> Land Cruiser. Oh, a Land Cruiser. That makes sense. Uh, I'd cruise that. I like Land Cruisers, too, but I just, I don't know. I've seen videos of, of what they're capable of, and it's like, but who drops a hundred grand on a a nice-looking vehicle, and we'll take it through mud, you know, four foot, five foot, six foot deep when there's no lift on it. I mean, it's understandable on an H1 because H1s look rugged. They look like they belong there. But a Land Cruiser, not so much. Right. Yeah, Land Cruisers, they all look like they're, I mean, here in the States, they cost more because they're imported. And you see a Land Cruiser uh, or a Range Rover, it's like, ooh, money. You know, that somebody just cruising around, that that's something that would never be taken off-road. That's like, a, you know, a double Hummer. Yeah. Now, I have a video on um, VHS. Uh, I'll let you borrow it and see if you can find a way to get that transferred over to digital or whatever that we can put it up on um, XJ Talk or YouTube or whatever. But it shows um, it shows a, probably a 25-minute clip on how Land Rover's work off-road um, they've got like uh, a hill assist ascension assist and all this stuff and basically it's like abs for going down a muddy hill mm-hmm. and they said if you lock up the wheels going down a hill in the mud it'll automatically start rolling the tires for you you don't even have to do anything but steer and i was pretty shocked by that i actually watched him do it yeah i think that's um is it the the Toyota? Is the most is the current uh, Toyota? Uh, what is that thing? A FJ? Uh, what's it called? You know, like like that forty thousand dollar one that the guy put the big scrape. Uh, oh, the FJ forty or FJ Cruiser? FJ Cruiser. I think uh, I don't know if that one had. Uh, I don't, but I think they have something similar to that. A um, a locking system. Uh, so when the tire starts yeah. to spin, it it, it the brake actually applies. I don't know if anybody's ever actually looked at those FJs at the Toyota dealer, like brand new. They um, they got about six different major add-on components for those FJs. Um, we're talking like front and rear lockers, like good lockers. Um, they also have the computerized stability control for off-road. Um, they have air ride suspension, uh, suspension just like the um, the uh, Range Rovers have, where it's totally adjustable. You can go high and low. Mm-hmm. And then they have um, they have one kit that's already, the FJ's already lifted, I think, three inches with 35 or 36-inch tires under it. And uh, I didn't realize there was so much on there. I thought it was like you get a 4x4 or you don't. Sounds like you can spend a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. I, there was one out there for $52,000. That's not as much as what I thought it would cost. Uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked, but I mean, it's kind of like Toyota. Toyota's been in the four-wheel drive industry for so long; they're kind of like, "Yeah, we dominate. We can do this," and nobody really questions. It's kind of like a Honda and, and and dependability. Right. People are like, "Oh, I know, I can put two hundred, three hundred grand on a on a Honda before it needs major, major work." That's true, and uh, although I don't like seeing the um, the U.S. auto market. Uh, uh, suffer. Uh, I'm kind of glad that somebody came along and said, "Look, this is how you can make vehicles and make them last." And I'm yep. really, really tickled with my Jeep. And all I understand that the the Cherokee, even though it's an American-made uh, product, it does have several pieces uh, in it that are not American-made. You know, specifically the transmission. I did not know that. Yeah, is it the, made Mexico. Um, well, I, I thought it was a, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm mis- mistaken on this. I thought the, the transmission, the AW4 is a, um, Toyota design. Huh. I did not know that. I'm sure yeah. somebody on here will chime in and let us know. Guys, where's the AW4 from? I don't think it's a, uh, a Jeep Chrysler product. I don't think they buy it from somebody.
Um, well, Brian at, Brian at XJ had to go because he has to go work third shift. But he, I talked yeah. to him the other day on Skype. He says he loves it. Third shift? Third shift. No thanks. Graveyards. Um, Big Jim, it's, it's Ace and Warner. Yes. That's American. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I was mispronouncing uh, mis- uh, the uh, Asin being Asian. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, there's no N. It's just A. It's A I S I. No, sorry. A S I N Warner. Yeah, I really, but really, I, th- I thought that was a a Toyota, um, a Toyota uh, designed uh, transmission. I had my first 4x4 was a Samurai. Get this, guys. It was a mail truck lookalike. It was a hardtop, non-removable hardtop. Anything's removable. White. I, uh, yeah, there it is, Dalton. A-I-S-I-N. There you go. That's what it is. Um, It had lockout hubs on it that were made by Asin. And uh, I talked to a buddy of mine. I said, hey, are these any good or should I get worn? And like I said, this was my first 4x4. And he even said, he goes, those are just as good as worn. So he said, "Don't get rid of those." Well, I've been very, like, oh. I've been very impressed with the Jeep. I mean, I think uh, I may have mentioned it on a previous show that at 100k, I was uh, 100k miles. I was thinking about putting all these modifications on my Jeep, and I was a little concerned that it was near its end of life. And uh, a guy at my old job actually told me that, "Oh no, those things routinely do 200 and 300 thousand miles." Yeah, um, I'll put it to you this way: I've had. Three XJs. Uh, my first one was an 88, and when I got rear-ended by a Tahoe with a ranch hand bumper, it had 338,000 miles on the original engine, the original transmission. And uh, my my Jeep was the only car, there was three cars involved in the wreck. My Jeep was the only one that was able to drive away. Um, my second one was another 88, it had 290,000 miles on it, and uh, I ended up tearing down the engine. They had a little rod knock because the guy before me didn't take care of it. Um, I actually bought it for $600 knowing that it was needing some work. Uh, I ended up not finishing it and selling it for the same 600 I bought it for, so I was like, whatever. And then this one I've got, <laughs> the speedometer, I think the speedometer cable got caught up on the exhaust, and it hasn't worked in about four months. Right now, it's showing 200 and, uh, I think 235,000 miles on it. So I should probably be around 200 and maybe almost 250. That's a, that's a they, lot of they, miles. They last a long time. And I know this, ever since I've got it, they've been rough, hard miles. Okay, I looked up something here on the Assen Warner. What did you call me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, it was a question. Uh, AW4 uh, transmission. The how do you pronounce that? A I S N Asin. I just Asin, yeah. The Asin Warner AW4 transmission is an automatic shift four-speed overdrive transmission used in the 1987 to 2001 Jeep Cherokee, Jeep XJ Cherokee and MJ Cherokee models. Uh, skipping down a bit, the AW4 is predominantly found behind the AMC 4.0 liter. 242 CI I6 engine. The AW4 was also used behind the AMC 2.5 four-cylinder. A similar transmission is used in some Toyota rear-wheel drive applications, known as the A340. So I don't know what similar means. I don't know if, um, it, if it means it looks looks alike, uh, or it is, or if Toyota bought the transmission and was using. Uh, you know, bought uh, a similar model from uh, Asin Warner, Asian Warner. But anyway, I think that's probably where I got my uh, my feel that it was a Toyota transmission. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I know, I know my Suzuki had those hubs, and I never really crawled under it to see what uh, what the transmission looked like. But uh, I bet you I could fit it in my pocket. I know that much. <laughs> and uh, now I wouldn't mind getting another one of those uh, soft top and just hacking it to pieces and enjoying a, a topless that I could, you know, roll it down the road and then roll it down the rock. Well, I sure do like what uh, Dan did. Yeah, I don't think you were there at the at 
the, the Sonic that time. We had a Jeep meet and greet here in Houston. And uh, Rini works with a gentleman by the name of Dan. And uh, Dan had oh, yeah, a, a 2001. I've, you, I've been out there a couple times. Okay. Uh, J- Dan had a 2001 uh, XJ that he cut the top, top off of. And uh, he showed up there one day. And that was almost enough, not for me to cut up my, my Jeep that I have now, but almost enough to make me want to get another one and do the same thing. Yeah, it looks beautiful. And he did it all with a, a little Harbor Freight bender and a little 140-amp welder. And it looks great. It looks great. It just He took the time that it needed to do it right. And I said, hey, how much would it cost to do another one? I, I said, I got deep pockets. And he said, not deep enough. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I imagine there was quite a bit of a little frustration uh, doing all that. I mean, I would think that it would be a lot easier the second, third, fourth time. But, yeah, um, I understand. Putting things together and getting them working is uh, is a frustrating, very frustrating thing. It's rewarding, but I understand not wanting to go down that path again. I'm uh got some pipe bent for my XO cage, but um, I ran into a stopping point when I realized I don't have a pipe notcher, so I need to get me a drill press and a pipe notching kit. Um, I've got the pipe bender, and uh, Big Jim gave me a welder. Speaking of which, Big Jim, I think there's another wire missing inside of that thing. <laughs> I put a new liner in it the other day, and uh, that part's working good. Got the trigger fixed. But I, I hooked it all up, and I realized there's a uh, there's a ground wire inside missing. So I gotta I gotta take a look at another weld pack and see exactly where it goes to. But um, I'm ready to get some stuff going on this Jeep. Well, guys, do you have any uh, any comments or questions to make uh, on this, or have we uh, about exhausted this uh, this line of uh, conversation? We need little, have any questions? We need little icons so we can tell when people are sleeping or not. All right. Bunch of these. Well, okay. Big I'll Jim, check that out, Jim. Big Jim says a welding supply store should give you a schematic. Hey, Scott, um, how long do you think the swap will take? I, I'm reading these questions for the... Um, for the podcast that people can just listen to. They won't have the, the ability to read the chat. So that's why I'm <laughs> interrupting you. Um, hard part's gathering the material, but once I have everything in a garage, if I'm not interrupted by um, a spouse or anything else, um, I think start to finish just by myself. Um, I could probably do the whole swap in a day. Um, I work pretty diligent on these things. Provided I don't run into any major mishaps. Now, I do know this. When I get my axles, I'm going to shave them down all the way bare, then take my measurements, and I'm going to tack weld all my brackets in place and take them down to uh, a local place called Javier's Off-Road. And I'm going to have um, Dave out there weld everything up to the axle perfectly. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to tack everything because I want the degrees set up on my angles for my drive lines. But um, once that's done and, and all I have to do is unbolt the old axles and bolt in the new ones and everything, um, I could definitely do it in one day. I didn't need hey, to... Wayne's here. Hmm, like, well, I need to update my list because I didn't see him. I was just getting ready to say, I don't think... Yeah, he is. Hey, Wayne. You know, Skype Howdy, is... Wayne. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Wayne is uh, Cantab27 from XJ Talk, and that's what he's logged on here uh, under as under um, Cantab27 on uh, Ustream. And uh, Wayne, the uh, Skype is still down. I found out that they had a um, they had an outage today, and apparently it's been been an all day thing. Um, I get the feeling that people, a lot of people are off, and they're they're using Skype to call people, uh, relatives across the uh, the country, and perhaps in other countries so anyway we'll uh, we'll get that uh we'll get that interview down i was kind of hoping we would uh be able to get that and play it for this show but uh <laughs> yeah, pay the bills skype is free wayne <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dalton asked, uh 
It said not so bad. So for a regular non-Uber human, say about two days. Um, the only issues I ever run into, which like pretty much every single time, so I never put a time frame. Uh, I never promise a time frame on doing uh, major work. You're going to have a bolt that doesn't come out. You're going to have something that doesn't fit. Um, I try to take those things into consideration. When I did my leaf springs um, with the new adjustable shackles, everything went perfect except for one thing. I broke a weld inside um, my rear leaf spring shackles, and that's a pain in the butt. Uh, other than that, everything went in and out perfectly fine. And that one weld added another hour and a half uh, to the job. So um, provided everything goes good, uh, pulling an axle out and popping in the new one, it's just a matter of unbolting and rebolting. Um, once you get all the dimensions set up, it should be just like taking that axle out and putting it back in. How did you get to that um, when that, that weld broke? How did you get to that? Was that something you had to cut a, a hole in the floorboard of the, the cargo area or...? No, no, no. It's um, it's inside of the box frame thing that, you right. know, okay, everybody puts in quotations the frame. So um, <laughs> my bumper, I just um, notched out behind my, I took my bumper off, I notched out behind it where you can see inside the frame rail, and you can actually see to the um, nut. And basically all I did was just booger weld the heck out of it until it held, and then I took an impact on it and removed it. Uh, I threaded it back on there just a hair, and then I hand I hammered it through so I could break that old one out and put a new one in. What about the uh, the opening to the unibody? Did you close that back up? No, no, it. it I mean, the, oh, the access hole. Yes. The access hole was just for cosmetics from Jeep. Um, oh, I thought you a made lot it. Of times Places open it up anyhow so they can reinforce their bumper, and actually that's what's on the chopping block for tomorrow. I'm gonna, I got some angle iron. I'm gonna go hack up and bend and, and weld up to reinforce my rear bumper and get, get my receiver hitch going again. Right. Well, from uh, when I put on the uh, the bumper from Detours dot com, that rear bumper, it's they uh, Mark just sent a couple of uh, small pieces of. Uh, um, Gosh, I guess that was quarter inch thick metal, and it was uh, basically a little L bracket. So the bumper <clears throat> bolted to um, that that L, the small portion of the L bend, and the longer portion of the L bolted to the the unibody, uh, right there where the nut strip is for the um, um, what am I trying to say? The receiver. trailer hitch. Yeah. yeah, the receiver. Now I sold my receiver hitch a year and a half ago when uh, my friend made this bumper for me. And um, I asked him, I said, you know, is this is this bumper going to hold up pretty good? You know, I'm, i got a trailer I'm going to tow around with the Jeep, but all i ever going to put on it is, like, some camping gear and some tires. He said, yeah, that'll hold. Well, it held for a while, and I'm starting to notice some stress cracks from the mouth. And That's not good. Just, yeah, I just I don't want to hurt it too much. I want to be able to at least pull my car hauler trailer with it empty just to move it around. So I just want to get it rocking. I can't remember. I can't remember if it's JCR, um, but somebody actually sells nut strips that you can, uh, that you could actually probably attach to. I mean, you can make your own. It's not that big a deal, but, uh, that's what I'm doing with the angle iron. I'm just going to run the channel all the way down on the inside and then another one on the outside and just bolt through it. Um, I'm going to tack weld the bolts on the on the inside part, and um, it's all going to that portion of it will be bolted to my bumper, so it's still removable. Well, anything that you can get um, parallel to the the unibody is going to make it a lot stronger. Yeah. If nothing else, that your unibody will fail before you know the bumper comes off. Well, Scott, we're uh, we're getting towards the end of the show, and uh, I got a couple of things I want to cover before um, the four minutes is up that uh, and the show ends. So, I really want to thank you for uh, being here t- tonight. Uh, you've been on the phone for forty-five minutes, and uh, gave Lord. us yeah gave us a lot of great information, and it was uh, um, good not to have a lot of uh, dead air because I didn't know what I was going to talk about. Uh, 
was hoping to have that interview with Wayne. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you'll be available again. I think, uh, um, I think, like I said, it was. I found it very interesting, and uh, hopefully everybody else did and uh, found it uh, had some useful information uh, distributed to them. Cool. So thanks a lot, well, I'll Scott. Tell you this much: anytime you say Jeep, I got enough to say. <laughs> well, we all do. I'm still learning, but um, I've uh, I've read quite a bit and uh, seem to retain some of it. Uh, Scott, you guys, uh, you and your family have a very Merry Christmas, and I'll be chatting with you on xjtalk.com. All right. Take it easy, Tony, and you guys have fun out there wherever you are. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, guys. Um, let me, uh, I want to throw in, uh, we maybe run a little over here, but uh, uh, we played um, Tom Rapp's song earlier, Trap Dog, here in the chat room. We played his song earlier, but... Uh, it's Christmas, so I think we ought to, you know, have a, at least uh, one more playing of that. So let's try this. Uh, let's try the sound levels uh, check again for this uh, for this music. You guys, let me know how it sounds. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Everybody knows when. Children yells and jingle bells Give me something no one sells And fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer Christmas is the time to celebrate Throw some more of that turkey on my plate Don't sit home, don't be alone Call some friends up on the phone And fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer It's where you go when you're not off-road. And uh, before I forget, uh, Dalton, uh, 4x4 Dalton, called uh, the voicemail and left us uh, all a, a nice message. Hey, it's 4x4 Dalton. I'm just calling to tell everybody how y'all have a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Dalton, and thank you for calling in to the, uh, the voicemail. Um, we're a little over, and uh, I just want to uh, tell everybody, uh, you know, of course, Christmas is... Uh, the next thing, big thing that's going to be happening, and uh, want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. I'm very happy that you guys could uh, make it to the show, and uh, sorry about the, the sound levels. As I said earlier in the show, um, I probably should have uh, waited on using the the new equipment, um, seeing as how uh, the show was th- tonight. I mean, 
the equipment was literally delivered about two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I just, you know, the dog was barking. I didn't expect it to be here till tomorrow. And being the big kid that I am, uh, I had to go and take it out of the box and uh, start installing all of it. And uh, of course, it's completely different. And uh, I mean, as I showed earlier, uh, here's the, the one I was using before. Not as many knobs, not as many things to, to mess up. And uh, this is the one that I installed today and the one I'm using right now. So it sounds good to me when I was recording it locally, but uh, I really had no way of testing it on Ustream. Yeah, toys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. I've got uh, a bunch of cables coming in because, uh, like, I, I got the, the telephone hooked up today so we could talk to Scott on the phone. Um, I've got some more cables coming in so that I can have Skype hooked up, and I should be able to have calls from people from Skype. I should be able to have calls uh, from people on the landline and also to be able to call people uh, on their uh, cell phones. So uh, we might actually be able to uh, get some uh, conversations or at least some interviews of people on site, uh, maybe at events, like uh, similar to what I was at uh, General Sam's. Anyway, we're about three minutes over. Thank you very much. If you're not a member of uh, xjtalk.com, please think about joining. Uh, we have conversations like what we had today, uh, and it's a variety of subjects, um, not just uh, about Jeeps. That's just our, our primary focus. It's uh, xjtalk.com, and uh, membership is free. Um, we've got about 1,500 people uh, that have joined the site so far, and uh, I have a lot of fun on the site. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas, and uh, I look forward to seeing all of you next week, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. Thanks again, guys. xjtalk.com It's where you go when you're not off road. The following program is recommended for mature individuals and may contain material unsuitable for morons, cretins, and dishwipes. If you are a moron or a member of the PTL club, please turn off your radio because we don't need any more stupid, narrow-minded, pencil-neck geeks who wouldn't know the First Amendment if it came up and bit them on the butt. Thank you. July is National Baked Bean Month. Excuse me. Yes, a month in which we pay tribute to one of America's favorite, most healthful, and nutritious foods. I'm terribly sorry. As I was saying, good Lord, this is terribly embarrassing. I'm so... Oh, doggy! I guess I'd better wrap this up quick. Basically, Jesus! Whoa! Oh, God! Oh, my God! Big beans. They're nature's way of saying, for God's sake, open a window.